Mr. Hello, welcome to the Beats and Bleeps podcast. I'm your host, Anthony. Today, I'm joined by Jazz Stewart. Um, how are you today, Jazz? It's a day. It's a day, <laughs> Anthony. It's a day. <laughs> it is. Busy, busy day. <laughs> I'm doing well, though. Thank you. Excellent. Good to hear. Um, so I think the best best sort of place to start would be, how, how did you get into writing soundtracks for games in the first place? Ooh. <laughs> um... <laughs> It's actually funny because my like how I got into um, working with devs for making, you know, music for their games is something that's pretty like looked down upon in terms of like the freelance community. I did the whole like just hopping on Twitter and seeing anybody posting about their indie games and being like, "Hey, you need a composer? <laughs> you need a composer?" Um, it's pretty frowned upon, and we kind of make fun of. Uh, people who do that but that's honestly how i got my start uh so it kind of like it it works for some of us and it, it it doesn't for most of us <laughs> <laughs> so in terms of like your um your like musical background growing up were you how what sort of situation was that did you play an instrument at school or just completely different um so i I got my <laughs> I got my start with um, music through, funny enough, through the Guitar Hero games. Yep. And I, um, my dad got me like I think it was Guitar Hero two uh, when I was maybe maybe twelve years old. Yeah, and uh, I was really good at it. And a friend of his was like, yo, your son is super good at this. Like, the hand-eye coordination is crazy. Like, we got to, <laughs> we need to get him into some, like, lessons, maybe play an actual instrument. So the following year, I got a guitar, and I basically locked myself in my room and just practiced and did nothing else. Just eat, sleep, guitar. <laughs> um, so that's pretty much how I got my starts, just kind of being a... Uh, started off with some video games, and then I was like, "Oh, I could probably do this on a real instrument." <laughs> and then One of the few there. people that's actually actually done that and gone on and actually learned to play an instrument rather than just be like, "Oh yeah, I can play guitar because I can play Guitar Hero," and then yeah. never do it. <laughs> <laughs> so with um with the the soundtracks, what was the first first game you worked on? Um. Well, I worked on a lot of, like, projects that were, like, my own projects. I kind of uh, messed around with some, like, solo, like, dev work yeah. uh, myself. But none of those have seen the light of day. <laughs> um, the first project that I worked on um, as a composer is a game called Vacute, which is, like, a horror game. But you play as, like, a Roomba. And you basically are this um <laughs> the Roomba and you go around and you see like oh your owner is a serial killer <laughs> so you see like all like the crazy stuff um so that was the first thing that I did music for um you can find vacued on uh, uh itch.io it's not on steam or anything like that um and that's free yeah, to that's, free to download yeah or... and that's free uh it was for a game jam okay. uh and yeah, that's Vacuum, V-A-C-U-T-E. Yep. Um, pretty, uh, like I said, pretty short, but I did some tracks for that. Mostly um, more like lo-fi stuff, some uh, piano, very simple uh, piano and like drum beats. Um, 
That's, yeah, that's that was sort my of first. Like, <laughs> I think how it's described, but like that sort of lo-fi, chill house kind yeah. of like perfect yeah, grainy perfect grainy sampley uh like grainy yep. little drum loops and little pianos and stuff over the top yeah 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 that sounds nice i mean as an idea for a game it's pretty pretty out there it's <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't i don't know if the the vacuum cleaner horror genre will will take off but i say if if anyone's like oh they don't make you know no one makes games with interesting ideas anymore and it's like well they do you're just not there looking hard enough <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> so in terms of um like a game jam how 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 does that work is it like just a, a group of people get together or maybe not get together in the the covid era but yeah just, <laughs> just be like oh i can um, i can do art i can code i can write and i can do music and you just kind of have like a week yeah. or something yeah, pretty much was something like that. We had a, I think a few days. Um, I can't remember. This was a few years ago. I'm pretty sure it was a few days. Um, but the people that I worked with, well, we were, you know, we we're just people I knew just in the community of, uh, you know, the little creative circles. We just happened to be in the same circles. Uh, and I have always like, like I said, I've played around with devving and trying to make some games on my own but my biggest strength has always been like musical stuff so i was just able to kind of network with people through that way um and i had some friends who were just you know oh i'm good at doing some art stuff and then the other one's like oh i'm good at programming so they kind of just the stars aligned for us to (laughs) be able to uh make something for that for that game jam that sounds good i mean it's kind of I think one thing that you, you mentioned before, and I know I know I suffer from it, it's that if you don't have a deadline, so something you're working on yourself, you'll just constantly work on it and never class it as finished. But then if you say yep. like, Oh, we've got uh you know, we've got to do this within a week and then at the end of the week you like draw a line underneath it, that's that that's a finished thing and that, that mm-hmm. exists as that rather than it you know it forces you to make that decision rather than just being like oh yeah i'll change this i'll change that and then coming back to something yeah, six months sure. later and be like i've got no idea what i was doing here <laughs> <laughs> yeah eventually you have to you have to ship you have to get the yeah get the game out there and it's way easier to do that with a deadline <laughs> yeah so i think i think you kind of alluded to this before but like before you started working on game soundtracks i'm guessing you were a were a gamer as such or played games prior prior to working on them yes um (laughs) that's always um i've always wanted to like get into like working on games at some point because when they were such a big part of my life as a kid yeah um and i didn't know what my pathway would be because at first um before i started like playing instruments i was uh, super into writing and I was always writing as a kid. I had a bunch of notebooks just filled to the brim with ideas um, from just any types of like story. So I wanted to try to translate that into like games. Um, But it turned out that (laughs) things just kind of went differently and it seemed (laughs) like I had it some, I had some little, uh, I had a little bit of talent with the musical side of things. So that's kind of just how I am where I am now. Uh, but yeah, I, I was a, a gamer, uh, growing up. I don't really play games as much as I did, but 
yeah, it's still a, a core part of who I am, I think. <laughs> so what sort of, um, do, you, do you have like any preferences of genre of game you like, or is it just the same? Oh, anything? Um, <laughs> pretty much anything. I'll play anything, but I grew up with um, like JRPGs. Yeah. So I grew up with the... Um, does Pokemon count? I'm counting Pokemon. <laughs> it's an Pokemon. RPG. That's an RPG. Yeah. Uh, close enough, yeah. I <laughs> uh, grew up with Pokemon. Um, I got super into the uh, the Persona um, nice. games. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, Final Fantasy, of course. I, I haven't played that much Final Fantasy, but the ones I have played, I really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, probably just those kind of like shaped my uh, my gaming history <laughs> yeah i mean it sounds um obviously from one of the games you worked on night which being a, a jrpg it kind of works out like having played a lot especially like the final fantasy and persona games with the way they the soundtracks are done on them they're just you get to cover so much genres and styles of music in in doing an rpg soundtrack yeah. <laughs> so I mean, how, with with um, speaking of Night Bewitched, how did how did that come about? Was that just a case of someone you knew in the community was doing the game? Um, I think. <laughs> oh man! Shout out to Josh. That, that's, <laughs> that's my man. Uh, that's my that's my one of my really really good friends. Um, Joshua, he. I think we followed each other for a while, but we never interacted. And then, and he's kind of cemented. He has quite a few games um, that he has made. And I just, one day I saw that he was remaking one of his older games. And I was like, hey, <laughs> you need a composer? Um, and he hopped in my DMs was like, actually, yeah, I could take a composer. Maybe we can do one or one or two tracks and one or two tracks turned to like 15 and <laughs> here, here I am today. Um, I am, uh, I owe a lot to Josh because <laughs> that was the first like paid work that I've ever done. Uh, um, and he's definitely opened the door for me to get more paid work. Um, so yeah, big shout out to Josh. <laughs> I think it's so there's always that reaffirming part where you, someone's willing to pay for something you've, you're doing and that's kind of like oh I, I am actually doing this i am actually a real a real composer and not just winged it <laughs> yeah that's and it's interesting that you say that because it's like i offered to do it for free if i remember correctly mm. and then um he was like oh no no i'll pay you so i was like okay so then i gave him like a super low like <laughs> oh i'll do a track for twenty dollars or something like that, uh, and then he was like, "Okay, sure, whatever." And I was completely okay with taking that. But as we continued to work, he was like, "Yeah, this is I'm paying you way too low. We're gonna bump <laughs> bump it up like uh, astronomically." So I'm just like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> so yeah, um, it's it's definitely um, it's nice when you run into people like that who are kind of uh, you know see your worth. Um, and um, kind of help you to see your worth because there definitely will be people who will try to take advantage of people who are willing to work for free um, oh, as well as for ex extremely cheap. Yeah. I think that's it. It's, it's very rare. You get people that's not even like, Oh, you know, I'm, you, I'm not letting you do it for free. I'm paying you. But then to actually 
even pay you more than what you've said is, is yeah. very uh, yeah it's a uh, doesn't happen very much but yeah shout out to yeah, shout out to lucky. josh <laughs> seems <laughs> needs the world needs more people like that yes, definitely. So in, in terms of the game what was the sort of um brief of the game and like the soundtrack is there any sort of like are we want it to kind of resemble games like this or is uh... it just kind of a, a bit of a here's the, here's the plot of the game yeah, run with it. Here's the areas and things like that. Yeah, so um, the game Night Bewitched is um, kind of like a traditional uh, JRPG. Um, it has a very interesting premise, and at least in my opinion, um, the how do I put this? Um, well, in honor of Pride Month starting because it is a the uh the main characters are um lesbian women and it's it's interesting one of the characters is a knight and she is kind of tasked with taking out a a witch and when you start not to get too spoilery spoilery (laughs) when you interact with this (laughs) witch um you're kind of like why does this witch have to die? And the you know the protagonist is like, yeah, it doesn't really make much sense. Um, the witch seems like a nice w- woman. Um, and then as you interact with her more and more, you you get some information basically saying like, oh, these witches have the ability to kind of bewitch people and kind of make them do their bidding. Um, and then it kind of plants that seed of doubt where it's like, wait a minute, you think that these two characters are getting closer? But was it just to save, like, the like was the witch just doing that to save herself, or was it, like, real? And I think that that's a very cool and, and uh, interesting way to kind of play with a, a romance plot. Um, but the sound was supposed to be kind of similar to um, some more, like, older JRPGs, like like the old old final fantasies like final fantasy like four uh five like um the i think the i think it's called luthia or lucia or something like that shadows of lucia or something like that um yeah games from way before my time (laughs) i was was a bit upset that you referred to them as old and it's like oh they're the ones i played growing up Uh, I didn't mean to make it seem like that. <laughs> oh no, no, it's fine. I mean, like I, I, had, I got ID'd earlier, so I'm, I'm happy with my, my youthful looks and stuff. So, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I do, I do. Yeah. It, it's, it's getting off topic slightly, but there's, there's that meme, and it's like what you think Final Fantasy was twenty years ago, and it's like the ones on the, the NES and SNES. It's like what it actually yeah. was, and it's Final Fantasy Ten. It's like, oh god, how, how, yeah. <laughs> How time has flown. <laughs> time, time is flying, man, for real. Um, but, yeah, as I said, that isn't anything that I'm like I'm used to. Like I said, I grew up with Final Fantasy. Well, my first one was Final Fantasy thirteen, but I was in high school when that came out, I believe. So um, I did go back and play uh, like 10. Yeah. So that's like the era that I'm used to. Uh, so it was very interesting trying to make something that sounded um, modern, but still kind of uh, you can see the the influence, yeah. you know, from 
the 90s era of jrpgs yeah i definitely like listen for it you definitely get that especially the the battle theme tunes there's the i can't remember which one it was now but there's the kind of every every j like rpg in that era had like the obligatory kind of rocky metal yeah sounding one (laughs) it's like oh you know you know shit's going down in that boss fight when that comes on like yeah for sure not not even knowing it it's like but it's when the the second form comes out and it's like ah oh, it's grown extra tentacles and shit and it's just sort of like yeah that's that's happening <laughs> yep. i mean that's that's pretty much every jrpg ever <laughs> it's just like you think you've beat the boss and then it's like oh no you just beat the first phase and now it's gonna get much bigger and much uglier and you'll regret playing it but Hopefully not the case. But yeah, I mean, obviously going in terms of um, your soundtrack work, you said like you kind of got into music playing guitar. Was there much of like a transition between playing an instrument to then writing? I'm assuming um, you compose a lot of stuff through a, like a digital workstation or, or I'm guessing you, you don't yeah. handwrite things and get people to play them back for you. <laughs> Yeah, I um honestly I would love to do that eventually. Like oh, write stuff and have like and get like live instrumentation. That sounds super cool. It's a little scary to think about too, but <laughs> cuz I'm all self-taught. Yeah. Um I didn't go to um like college for this. I didn't take any lessons. Um yeah, I played like other instruments in school, like uh, in like high school and stuff like that. Like I was in um orchestra uh in my middle school years i played violin and then when i got to high school i swapped to jazz band because i was able to play guitar um so i those i wouldn't count as like lessons because they kind of you you're kind of already expected to have a certain level of expertise with your instrument when you sign up for these courses um but yeah i'm completely self-taught and so um a lot of my ideas come from I might noodle around on my instruments and kind of get like an idea and then I'll hop into uh, FL Studio and then just use my mouse and draw it out. You know what I mean? Um, So I I would like to transition to playing more like live stuff, but uh, I feel like I need to, I I still have a lot, quite a bit to learn before I make that jump. Yeah. I mean, so um, in terms of like, the equipment and stuff you use you mentioned like fl studio is there anything else you use or is it pretty much just primarily written and using the instruments and things in that um oh i have quite a few uh virtual instruments the vst plugins that i thoroughly thoroughly enjoy yeah but i am blanking on them right now i, I can't um <laughs> uh, there is a uh, i think it's called uh i think it's called east opus or something like that um there is a uh here if you give me like just one second i'm I'm gonna look real quick (laughs) what it is um it's called opus east oh no it's called east west composer cloud okay basically it's a uh, it's a service where you can spend maybe 20 bucks a month and you get access to a huge library of virtual instruments. Um, some of them are better than others, but this is like a, an incredible value for, um, 
like people who are just getting started in my opinion like if you have 20 bucks to spare like this like it's it just kind of gives you everything that you might ever need um there were some stuff in here that i was surprised that there would be there's a plenty of instruments uh instrument samples from stuff from like persian instruments um like chinese instruments um african instruments so it, it gives you a lot more range and a lot more like uh just instruments to play around with if you let's say you're making a, a desert tune or a desert theme uh you can just go and try to find instrumentation from actual like places like in real life that are like in those areas some maybe some like middle eastern sounding like yeah. instrumentation stuff like that uh so that's what i use the most <laughs> um <laughs> There's so many to go through. I can't think of any off the top of my head that I, I like use all the time. So but, if, yeah. I mean, do you find it with like having that um, almost infinite ability to use samples like from different instruments and stuff? Do you find that sometimes like can be counterproductive because you've you've got so much to pick from, you don't even know where to begin or, uh, or does it like break it down nicely into sort of i can't really think but uh, like sort of like location that the instrument would be from yeah. or something like that yeah i think uh yeah uh, um it could definitely be overwhelming for sure like if you're maybe it's not that good for someone who is like just starting yeah like if you are just getting into music composition you probably can get away with it just using um stuff that comes with your uh your like daw of choice yeah um so I, I would say probably stick with those but if you're trying to branch out and like trying to do like commission work uh, or freelance work then yeah i think that this kind of helps you become a better uh composer kind of kind of pushes you to um use things that are like outside of your like comfort zone you know what i mean yeah. uh, i feel like it's more of a it's, it's a good way to kind of like try things out in a controlled um space because like i said it's 20 dollars, i believe a a month whereas if you see something that kind of looks good or like uh, you listen to a demo and it's like oh this sounds cool and interesting but then just the user interface is just horrible or it's not quite what you want or anything like that and you already spent 500 dollars on it yeah you know what i mean and then you're stuck with it so it's like I do think, yeah, that's the, the one thing with... I mean, it's the, it's the case with a lot of things now that's digital only, because it's kind of like, oh, I've bought it, and it's not very good, and I can't really do anything about it now. It's it's yeah. like, it's mine, and I own it, but I can't give it to anyone or get rid of it. I know some licenses are transferable, but it's a very big commitment to spend a lot of money on a, a virtual... Well, just any bit of software really but especially something that's almost like you're just buying it and it's completely untradeable i mean there i know there's so many vsts that i've i've used in the past that have just been sounded great but actually trying to get sounds uh, change on the interface was just horrific <laughs> it's like yeah oh. like oh did did the person that make this not not speak to anyone before like <laughs> before you released it like it doesn't yeah, make like, any no sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly that that feeling. That's why I, I'm, I'm very like I, I like to push uh, East West yeah. um, Composer Cloud because if you find something that you like, you can buy it outright. Yeah. So let's say you was like, okay, I don't want to, 
I don't want to pay the subscription fee anymore. You can just buy the ones that you use all the time and then kind of just turn off that subscription. Um, so it, 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 uh, it's that's another reason why I'm kind of like I push that. But like I said, it's kind of like it, it fits perfectly for me. Um, it, yeah. it won't work for everybody, but it's it's perfect for me since I'm trying to really get my foot in the door and navigate this space. So I don't know what's my bread and butter yet and, you know, what yeah. I can, you know. Yeah. Especially if, you know, you kind of, you don't want to narrow yourself down to just a couple of, a couple of um, like VSTs and stuff. And then you're kind of limited by those choices. And, and what you're using them for and especially if it's like oh yeah we want to do a project but we want it to sound yeah you know, very world music so like different sorts of sounds it's like oh well i don't have that <laughs> yeah exactly yeah <laughs> so in terms of um you you mentioned before that you kind of have worked on pro like developing your own games do you, do you find like that helps when you're writing soundtracks for a game kind of understand how it will fit into the game in terms of like a programming thing and do you think that it also allows you to be more more creative with writing songs because of how they can be used in games as opposed to just like traditional songs which is just you know a to b you can have have things interactive in games and stuff to like open up different opportunities and ideas and when when you're writing those things do you have to think about that yeah uh i think it helps um it's kind of the same as like if you uh if you play a lot of games yeah because it's like um you can kind of remember like certain moments in, in games where a song will come in um, or even sound effects. Like uh, an example is like Kingdom Hearts. I really love Kingdom Hearts, just sound effects, just the moving yeah. around in the maze, the, the, the whoop, whoop. Like, I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I really, really enjoy those sound effects. And it, it, it's, it's nostalgic to me. So every time yeah. I hear it and then I even hear other games that have like similar sounding uh effects i'm just like oh that's kingdom hearts and it just it, it immediately takes me back to those feelings um so in creating games and then playing a lot of games i'll try to evoke a certain feeling instead of like just being like oh this is a song yeah for a boss or an enemy or uh your town you know your hometown and stuff like that like I, I try to evoke a feeling. So it's like, oh, if this is your hometown, like, how do I feel about, like, my hometown? Like, I feel, like, kind of nostalgic every time I'm there. Um, and I try to, like, go and use more, um, use certain chords and melodies that kind of evoke that feeling. Um, and I feel like me creating games kind of helps with that because it lets me... Um, I look at every project or every uh, commission job that I get, and I'm like, okay. I look at it it's like it's like it was my game, yeah. You know, and that's it. It makes it easier for me to kind of draw from uh, the emotions that the, a scene is trying to show or an area is trying to show, and then put that into my composition. Yeah, that sounds like. I think as well with with games, it's 
you you want to especially rpgs there's normally quite a lot of um narrative and emotional kind of sides to the characters and things and be thinking of it that way allows you to you know feel that i think the kind of typical one is final fantasy 7 where each character has their own theme and you can kind of tell like if you listen without playing the game if you listen to those bits of music you kind of get those sorts of sense of what that character will be like like you know Mm -hmm. so yeah it's it's interesting to like write for a an emotion rather than or a feeling rather than just writing as they said like a boss fight or something like that yeah so in terms of um your yourself um what's what's like your general music influences and what what kind of things you listen to on a a day-to-day basis kind of thing um It's funny because my biggest musical influences comes from from hip hop. Yeah, uh, a lot of it. I listen to a. I listen to everything, but most. If I put up like my Spotify playlist, um, I have like two thousand songs on it, and I want to say eighty percent of those are just like hip hop tracks. Yeah, um, very uh, big fan of uh, like Kanye West, uh, Pharrell Williams, um, Tyler the Creator. Kendrick Lamar, like, I'm a big fan of those more, like, musical artists. Because not to say that, like, other, you know, they're, like, other uh, hip-hop artists or rappers aren't, like, musical, but the ones who actually, like, take the time to, like, learn, like, um, like, production and how, like, certain chords evoke certain feelings, stuff like that. So a lot of my inspiration comes from that. Um, But going back towards, like, more, like, uh, like, game music stuff... My biggest influences is, uh, are um, Toby Fox. I love Toby Fox so much. Like, uh, I love that man. <laughs> I just, I just love the sheer ridiculousness of Undertale, and it's just yes. I just, <laughs> I can't remember what it was, but it was really excited for. It might have been Daltarune. Really excited for the. The, like the trailer and it was just loads of random dogs everywhere <laughs> and it's <just> like yeah <laughs> you just know that anyone that kind of is in sort of a, a professional capacity that has to work with him and is very sort of from that like oh hyper professional office kind of thing that's not in the game industry they'll get that video and it's like really is this is this a yeah. thing? I don't get it. <laughs> you just just imagine <laughs> the sheer confusion in their head when it happens. But yeah, I mean, like just Undertale all round is just the game and the soundtrack and everything is just this. It's a masterpiece because it's yeah. You just know that no time was spent thinking. Oh, we'll make this. You know, like they didn't even consider making it amazing graphics and stuff because they knew they didn't need to yeah and 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 i think that that's a good example of exactly what i mean where like i feel like the songs um evoke an emotion like a feeling yeah um instead of it they don't feel like it was like oh here's my here's me just trying to uh fit my quota for battle themes or my (laughs) quota for you know what i mean um but 
another person that like really shaped like my sound in terms of like my compositions and stuff like that. Well, two actually, uh, Shoji Megado, um, the Shin Megami Tensei stuff and yeah. Persona. I love, 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 love that man's work. Um, and also Yoko Shimomura, um, Kingdom Hearts, yeah. uh, Street Fighter Two, like <laughs> just crazy, crazy tracks uh, from this uh, this woman. I, I love all of their work. Um, so I kind of I study them a little bit. I try uh, to. Uh, I read a book in high school called uh, I think it's called I think it's called Steal Like an Artist or something like that. Um, something along those lines. Uh, but basically, the book kind of like shows how like a lot of ideas are kind of just stuff that was uh taken from other areas of art and they kind of just built on it and made it their own um so after reading that book it kind of recontextualized how i looked at um my influences and stuff like that so yeah those three uh yoko shimimura shoji meguro and toby fox are my My Mount Rushmore. Uh, I don't have a fourth one. <laughs> That's my Mount Rushmore of, of composers. <laughs> yeah, the the fourth one is getting yourself to a level where you can be up there with. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 <laughs> yeah, the yeah. that's the inspirational inspirational <laughs> quote of the day. Uh, mm-hmm. In terms, of, so in terms of games, are you are you playing anything at the moment at all? Um, at the moment, I am playing. Um, okay, so uh, my first, uh, I brought it up uh, a while ago, my first Final Fantasy was Final Fantasy thirteen. Yeah. but I never finished it. Okay. I played a lot of it, but I got like hard stuck when I was in high school, so I kind of just put it down and never finished it. So uh, I've been, I was like, you know what, I'm going to go back and play through uh, the trilogy because I never finished any of them and i never touched uh lightning returns at all yeah um so i was like i'm gonna go back and actually finish 13 and then um i did that and now i'm kind of like maybe 70 percent through 13 too um so that's where most of my time is going when i am able to sit down and just play a game yeah i've 13 is one of the only ones i've not actually played so, I mean, it, it's I've heard just like mixed things about it, but yeah, it, it's it's very like I feel like it's one of those games where it's like you're either going to like it a lot or you're going to probably hate it. I feel like if it clicks with you, um, yeah, it, it, it just it's really good in my opinion because um, it it just clicked with me. And um, but I when I talk to people about it, they say that they don't like it. And usually the people who don't like it have played like all the other ones, or um, they are huge fans and have been fans since they were kids. Um, I've only played a few of the final fantasy games, like from start to finish. So maybe if I replayed it after going back and, you know, playing like I've never played eight, uh, I never played six, nine, um, (laughs) you know, so it's like, I feel like maybe if I had that extra context, I would feel differently about it. Yeah. But as my first, as my entry point, I, I like it a lot and I hold it close to me. <laughs> it's that, yeah, I think it's, it's just one where it's, they maybe changed things that people kind of came to expect for, I say, I don't, yeah. I've not played it, but the, you know, people, people have that annoying thing where they want something new, but then they also moan when it changes something. It's like, ah, 
that you're just never going to be happy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's like, I think it's, uh, saw someone call it the, the Pokemon paradox. And every time there's a new Pokemon game, it's like, oh, it's not got any, it's not got any new features. It's rubbish. But then it's like when they make one and there's new features, it's like, oh, well, I want to play it because I want it to be exactly the same experience as when I played, you know, Red and Blue when they first came out, but still different. It's like, well, the thing you want isn't a thing that doesn't exist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> uh, speaking of Pokemon, have you seen the new uh, Pokemon stuff? I've not yet. Um, I mean, I know it's been announced, but I don't. I've not played the re-release, the Diamond and Sapphire, the and Arceus that came out, and now there's I can't remember which the new one is. Is it purple or something? I don't know. Yeah, Scarlet and Violet. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I've I've really not seen it. I mean, I played um, Sword and Shield when uh, mm-hmm. I played them quite a bit. Not last year, the year before, I think. And I really enjoyed them, but again, mm-hmm. people moaned a lot about them. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of, it's. I'm trying to play a lot of RPGs this year and it's just not really happening for me. So I don't know if I can yeah, take on too. another another massive game. <laughs> I mean, I finished yeah. I finished Persona 4 Golden earlier in the year and that's like the most achievement I've felt playing a game and finishing it. So <laughs> I, I don't think any, it's always like, oh, there's no point bothering so I'm not going to be able to top that now. Yeah, I haven't um, finished Golden. I played the original Persona 4. Um and then when Golden came out on Steam, I immediately ran over and bought it because I was like, oh, I've been wanting to play it forever, but I'm not buying a Vita for just for yeah. Golden. Uh, so uh, it's on the list, but time. <laughs> Where, where's the time to play an 100-hour RPG? Yeah, it's just, I mean, that's kind of, I I almost, it's one of the games I bought a Vita for. Um, mm-hmm. But I kind of like the idea of, I find like the, Vita and the Switch are really good for just being able to pick stuff up and go. You don't have to sit down, turn it on, and then by the time you're there, you can just almost pick it up by when yeah. you've, where you've left it. So it's kind of, I, I kind of like that. Um, it makes it being able to play like bigger games a lot easier because you can just play like 10, 15 minutes when you have chance and don't have to worry about you know getting to a save point or something like that. Whereas if you're playing them on a console, it's like you have to be able to like commit at least like two hours of sitting down playing that game. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. You're right. (laughs) Gonna do a couple of simple quick fire questions. Uh, Uh Nothing too challenging, but yeah, just to sort of first. uh, I mean, quite. I imagine quite a few of these you've already alluded to anyway. But yeah, just the Uh first sort of thing that comes into your head for them. So in terms of your your favorite game of all time. Oof. Uh, uh, Dark Souls. Ooh, nice. <laughs> Dark Souls 1 is my favorite game of all time. Um, Good shout. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's another one that, like, I, I'm still not sure how I managed to put 80 hours into that game without having a fully blown mental breakdown. Because it's. Yeah. It's just. <laughs> I think I think it's the fact it's like it's. It's obviously challenging and that's the whole thing, but it's not. You get games that are challenging because they're just bullshit, basically. Whereas it's not, yeah. it's just you kind of have to learn. And 
you know, take your time and learn from it. And it, it rewards patience and that sort of thing. Yeah, that's which... another that's another series that I feel like it's like it, it, it just clicks for some people. Yeah. I remember when <laughs> um, quickly to, to, to go off topic a little bit, but uh, when I was in high school, a friend of mine let me, just loaned me the game. He was like, hey, you ever heard of Dark Souls? I'm like, no. And he was like, here, <laughs> take this and, and just just give it a chance. Like, it, it's going to be hard, but just give it a chance. And the first, I had it for me like a weekend. And the first day I was like, what is this? This is the crazy, like, I can't, like, how do I, how do I do anything? But by the end of that weekend, I realized that all I was doing was playing it. And it's just like, just those little achievements just felt so good to 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 beat a boss that you just were ramming your head against yeah oh uh, uh, man yeah i find yeah, that <laughs> i've had that it's like you kind <laughs> of even not even bosses it's just like sort of some of the sections and you finally get to like the next bonfire it's ah like, oh, little mini fist pump and yeah. everything <laughs> like yeah, full-on yeah. celebrating <laughs> <laughs> so in terms of what's your favorite musical artist of all time Uh, my favorite musical artist of all time, um, is probably Kendrick Lamar. Um, only because, um, like I said, like hip hop is very important to me and like my biggest influence in terms of, uh, the music that I create. And I feel like that he is exactly like what I look for in an artist. Um, he has the the range to be able to kind of make just some fun tracks that you could just listen to, like in a car or at like a party setting. But then he also has like these really um, introspective tracks that kind of actually make you sit and think yeah. about like just who you are as a person and your place in the world and stuff like that. You have the inspirational tracks, the sad tracks. Like it's it's, it's I, I enjoy that range um, because I feel like there is definitely a time and place <laughs> for everything. Yeah. Um, and I think that he's he could kind of mold himself to whatever is necessary. You know, I aspire to be like that. Hopefully, <laughs> I think it's. Um, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just just the things I listen to in terms of hip hop. But like, do you find that a lot a lot of people seem a lot of artists seem to kind of and not not there's any issue with it, but like do very yeah. real things. And one of the things I remember like. The things I was listening to hip hop growing up, it's like kind of you know the fun sort of parties and that sort of vibes. You don't really yeah, there's yeah. there's not that many. Well, again, there may be, and I might just be looking in the wrong place, but feel yeah. like you don't get that side of it much anymore. And and it's kind of like nice when you you have that. It's a bit so. It's like you don't necessarily want to be listening to something hard hitting all the time. You want something a bit light and fun. You know, not not everything yeah. needs to be a very like make you think and question everything you knew about yourself in the world. You just kind of wanna <laughs> wanna listen to a guy talking yeah, about absolutely. getting drunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, there, um, it, it does feel like um, the the overall kind of like sound of hip hop. It's like kind of like moving like into like polar opposites of each other. Yeah. They have on one side the the very um, kind of like the very like hard hitting. Um, oh, being alive sucks. Yeah, <laughs> type music. 
And then on the other side is like the, oh, yeah, let's get drunk, do drugs and, you know, get, get women and stuff like that. Like it, it, there's no like middle uh, anymore. And it's just like both sides, both extremes are exhausting to listen to, at least in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so I try to like try to find something that's in the middle or something that or try to have a wide range of like artists that I listen to. So that way I'm like, OK, I'm tired of listening to uh, do drug yeah. <laughs> music. Let's do Let's listen to something a little bit more tame. So, but yeah. So, last one of the quick fire questions that haven't really been very quick fire. <laughs> what's what's your excuse me your favorite soundtrack, either film, TV, game soundtrack of all time? I um, my favorite soundtrack. Uh, uh, Ah, oh, that's a tough one. I want to say, I want to say Persona Five soundtrack. Yeah, I think that that takes it. It's it, it's either that or Undertale, but I think Persona Five soundtrack just slightly takes it for me. Um, I think I'm just gonna loop just all the Persona games because I've I've only <laughs> played three, four, and five. I'm just gonna loop all of them into into my answer because I think those are the first. Um, game soundtracks were like I heard like battle themes that had lyrics to it. Yeah, you know what I mean. And when that just blew my mind because battle themes are usually my favorite parts of RPGs. Um, but they're they're catchy, and I'll find myself like kind of humming the tune. But now there's lyrics on top, so now I can actually sing along to the <laughs> to the battle theme. So yeah. I was just I was just thinking that. Now you've mentioned that, I was thinking, oh, can I remember what they were like in Persona 4 Golden? And now I've got the battle theme from one of the first dungeons going around my head yeah. now. So <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's yeah, it's... They're just they're almost like like J pop crossed with RPG music, yeah. and it's just like such a great yeah. fusion. And even like when you're having a battle, and it's like, oh, this is so catchy and fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Persona Five, uh, Persona Five Royal. I I had the um, the battle theme stuck in my head like on repeat. Like I I played Persona Five like the base game, and then in Royal it has a different battle theme, and I was like, what? This isn't this isn't a uh, I'm blanking on what it's called. Um, but I was like, this isn't the uh, the other one. I don't I don't want to hear this. I like the other one. But <laughs> when I actually started playing it. I was like, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> they might have been on to something here because now it's stuck in my head. It's when, it's when you have that. It's like, oh, what? You've got some songs going around your head. It's like, I can't remember hearing that on the radio or listening to it. And it's like, ah, oh, it's the battle theme from yep. a game. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So I think um, just just the last sort of question I've got. Um, so is there any any games that you're working on the soundtrack for or anything that's due to come out that you can talk about? Uh, yes. Um, I am working with my, 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 my man, Josh <laughs> on a, uh, uh, on a game called Absinthia, um, another night bewitched. Okay. And I think it's, uh, I'm pretty sure it's a sequel, but I think it's more of a, like a spiritual successor. I don't think it's like um, a direct sequel. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure. 
uh, Josh is going to hear this and he's going to yell at me because <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, it's a um, this is a you know, shout out to Pride Month again. But this is a another um, RPG with a um, with an LGBT cast, an LGBT focused cast. Um, the Kickstarter just uh, kicked off. I want to say yesterday. Uh, and it looks like the Kickstarter is doing pretty well. Uh, again, the game is Absinthia. Um, you probably could uh, just type it into Google and you probably bring up the Kickstarter. Um, I mean, I'll it's put a, a, another. I was going to say I'll put a link to the Kickstarter page in the um, in the episode yeah. bio as well. If people want to click that, will it be on? If they people don't want to do Kickstarter, will it be on Schumann Steam when it's when it's released uh, or? It, Yes, it's going to release on um, itch.io and Steam, as yeah. well it's coming to consoles as well. Oh, okay, cool. Um, yeah, I don't know the date when um, the console ports will come out, but the um, the the Steam PC game uh, will be releasing in February of 2023. Yeah. Um, basically, it's a story about uh like acceptance and 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 lost a little bit it's a little bit of a heavier uh narrative than knights bewitched um but i'm super excited for it uh like i said i I trust in josh uh he's gonna make something great and i hope that i am able to (sighs) make a great soundtrack to go along with it (laughs) well fingers crossed um it'll all work together lovely and obviously have to wait until February 2023, which seems like yeah. really far away, and it's actually not. So, yeah, it's 2022, we're pretty much halfway through now as well, so mm-hmm. that's, that's confusing. Is that, so is that the main thing you're working on at the minute? Is there any of the games or anything else you've you've got in the works? Uh, there are some other things that I have in the works, but that's the only one that that's far along enough to where um, you know if you uh, if anyone listening wanted to look it up they'll actually find something yeah. um other than that yeah everything is kind of still um a little hush hush just because it's there's nothing to show with it yeah like <laughs> yeah that's fine so in terms of um in terms of yourself and the best place to get like up-to-date information is it your your twitter that's pro or instagram that's the best place to go from or uh yeah the best way to like see anything that like i'm working on is probably my twitter uh at jazz stewart three um i'll definitely i I post a a lot of memes (laughs) on there but when i have something to show i'll show it yeah but uh to fill the gaps i got some memes on there (laughs) that's fine everyone everyone loves a good meme so (laughs) yeah don't don't think you'll have any complaints but yeah all right awesome yeah um Obviously, keep an eye out for so Ab- Absinthia. You said it was called. Yes, yes. Absinthia. So keep an eye out for that. Um, when there's something to share, I'll I'll retweet it as well to my twelve followers or something I have on Twitter. So <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think it's more than that. Actually, I think it's close to a hundred now. So I'm really making waves. Nice. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, just... making waves. <laughs> <laughs> I just say I. I just think I don't have the time for it because it's like 
you end up getting in a conversation. It's like, oh, I have to go and do life stuff. I can't sit around yeah. talking to someone. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this kind of um, concludes all the, the questions I've uh, got for yourself. Is there anything you'd want to talk about at all? Um, I think uh, if I could have a little time on your platform here to give uh, a little bit of advice to yeah, anybody yeah, who is um, anybody who wanted to get into this like line of work and stuff like that is just start like just start the first song you make is going to be horrible the second song you make is probably going to be horrible too the first 50 songs might be bad but <laughs> You know, just like just just start because I think that I make pretty good stuff. Um, and like I said, I'm completely self-taught. Yeah. Um, so it's, uh, if you are even like have even a little bit of drive to potentially try to make music, um, it don't even have to be for like games or anything. Like if you just want to make music, period, like just start. If you can't physically play an instrument. You still could get a uh, a DAW, uh, FL Studio, or Ableton, and then just play around with virtual instruments and just draw everything out. Like if, if you have that tune in your head somewhere, um, there's there's ways to get it out, even if you don't have access to like traditional instruments. Yeah. Um, you know, just I, I just want to make sure that. Oh, the reason I bring this up is because I have friends who are like, oh, I wish I could make music for my uh, my game or my, uh, like, I would love to make, like, an album or whatever. And I, and I always just tell them the same thing, like, just do it. Just just yeah. start. Um, so, yeah. just I just wanted to say that. <laughs> so, anyway, like, here it is. This is your, this is your sign to, to start. <laughs> I mean, if I, I find it um, interesting, like, when I can't remember how many of these I've done now, but Quite a lot of people have the same sort of mantra at the end, like, oh yeah, I I didn't know if I could do it, and then I did it, and I'm doing it, so you can, if you wanted to. It just, yeah, yeah. it seems sort of very, you know, you, you, very encouraging that people kind of didn't necessarily believe in themselves, and then did it, and they're working out fine for them, better than fine. Yeah. And it's just yeah, it's nice, <laughs> nice, a nice positive note to end on, and bit of bit of motivation for everyone. So yeah, stop moaning about not doing stuff and just go and do it. I know, no, it's yeah. not as simple as that, and I'll probably get someone telling me that I don't know. There's nine hundred reasons why they can't become an astronaut, and it's not specifically what I meant, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, it's been an, an absolute pleasure chatting, Jazz. I've really enjoyed that. Um, and thank you very yeah, much for your yeah. time. Uh, it's mentioned earlier. Me. Uh, it's been a, it's been wonderful. Um, Vacuity, Vacuity is cute. Vacuity. Vacuity. That's, uh, you can you can get that from itch.io. I'll put a link in the description. And Night Bewitched is on Steam, I believe. Yep. And obviously all of your work uh, you can listen to on spotify um do you have a band camp if people wanted to download the... i don't have band camp okay. i've never i've never used a band camp i probably should you should <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah obviously yeah um and obviously check your twitter for updates but yeah 
once again, thank you very, very much for your time and really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. This this was fun. This was this was fun. I I, I would come back. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's reassuring. Where he went, so I was like, ah, oh, I hated that. I never want to see your face yeah. again. <laughs> Once again, I'd like to thank Jazz for giving up his time to chat to me for the podcast. It's been wonderful. As I mentioned before, all the links to the games Jazz has worked on, soundtracks, his social media profiles are all in the episode description. And once again, I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of Beats and Bleeps. We'll be back in two weeks, fingers crossed, as we're now going to episodes every second and fourth Friday of the month. So there will be hopefully an episode in two weeks, as long as the world doesn't end or something like that. 